Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Stripe Podcast. I am your host and editor, Travis Steffen, and we've got a lot to talk about today. But first off, we're going to be doing this a few times a week. I'll have some of our writers on with me as we go. But I wanted to get this episode out there, and as I'm recording right now, it is not yet on iTunes. You have to record your first episode and uh, submit it to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all that. So be on the lookout in the next few days for that, and I will let you guys know on Twitter and you know, in another episode that it is up and going. And when it is on iTunes and all that stuff, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We're going to be doing, like I said, a few a week. And we're gonna we're gonna kind of just test the waters real quick, you know. I've I've got some experience doing podcasts, and I feel the best way is to just start and see in the first you know month how often you want to record, and then try and get something consistent going. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you always know when an episode comes out. Make sure to hit up our website. Our guys have been awesome covering this draft class, and we've we've got four. Film reviews on your first four picks between Billy Price, Sam Hubbard, Jesse Bates, and Malik Jefferson. So I'm going to link those into this this podcast so that you can easily find that. And we are going to start looking at some of this draft class right now. All right, so let's take a look at what the Bengals got in this draft. I think that I was very surprised that they used all 11 picks. I, I, I talked before the draft. If you read our articles over at Stripe Hype or if you follow me on Twitter at StephanNFL, you know that I was one that wanted the Bengals to kind of group some of those picks together to move up and get those guys that they wanted. Not necessarily reaching for a guy that could fall to them or be in a you know, later round, but go up and get some guys that are definite starters year one. You know, the Bengals have been all about pushing the the motto this year that it is a win now season this year. It is not you know, we're not drafting or building for 2019, 2020. They're building for 2018. And a lot of this offseason has showed that. You know, bringing in uh, guys from other other clubs is something that is very unique or unheard of for the Bengals. Uh, you know, so whenever we say that it has been a very aggressive season, offseason for the Bengals, it's not necessarily aggressive for any team. It's that of the Bengals, you know, for the Rams, this would be a very minor off season, obviously, but the Bengals who usually do not go out and grab significant players or even really worthy players, uh, from another club is actually very interesting. And they've been pretty aggressive doing that. They've got a whole bunch of new coaches coming into the building. So I like what I'm seeing. And this draft just builds on to the optimism. I know that a lot of fans are still very uh, standoffish with Marvin Lewis being brought back. And I, I totally get that. But there is a lot of change that is going on in the building. And I think that that is definitely something to be excited about. So, you know, let's let's try and, you know move past the Marvin Lewis. Um, you know, I'm not happy about it either, but I do like the changes that he's brought in this offseason. So maybe we will finally see a change going on in 2018. But 
getting into the draft class, I think that the Bengals did a really good job of hitting, you know, home runs to get the guys they need for each position. You know, we, we talked before the draft uh, in some of the articles on Twitter. I've talked to a lot of you guys on Twitter, actually, so keep keep that coming. Um, but we talked about what their specific needs were going into the draft, and obviously the offensive line was the biggest and, um, you know, in need of the most help. And, you know, we, we talked about safety being a background noise need, I guess. I, I think safety was a bigger need than a lot of people um, that I've talked to, but obviously they addressed that. Linebacker was a need, addressed that. Um, some defensive linemen we, we saw come in and are going to be immediate impact. You know, I don't see any of these players, you know, on the defensive side getting 100% of snaps. That's just not going to happen, especially on the defensive line. Uh, but you got some great rotational guys in there that are going to be impacts in 2018. So you found guys that have a lot of versatility. You know, you got Billy Price, who played guard for the first three years at Ohio State and then moved inside to center his senior year. You got Jesse Bates, who played both safeties and the slot corner position in college. Um, you got Hubbard, who's played all over the defensive side of the ball. You, he's played safety, linebacker, defensive end, defensive tackle. So that And finding him in the third round, come on, that is just, I love it. That, that was one of my favorites just because of the value of the pick. Uh, you got Malik Jefferson, a linebacker. He's played both inside and out. Still has got some work to do, but he is exactly what they've been trying to find in a linebacker and someone that can cover. You got um, Mark Walton, who's not only you know a good running back who came out of Miami, but he's great at special teams, MVP of special teams in Miami. And, you know, great gunner. Uh, return guy he's got hands like a receiver so that's a great addition as much as we'll get into that a little bit later is why I didn't really care for it as much at the time but you got Darius Phillips who's got touchdowns from every platform uh started out as a wide receiver um he's got a couple touchdowns there he's got special teams touchdowns punt and kick returns he's got interceptions for touchdowns he's got fumble recoveries for touchdowns this guy is just an absolute playmaker so being able to bring a guy and take him from the offensive side of the ball as a receiver and convert him to a cornerback and him be that ball hawk cornerback that they're wanting i love the pick um but you i mean you got all these versatile players and it really allows the bengals to kind of plug and play these guys and find a position for them their rookie season you know they might not start out at you know you know a hundred percent or you know even most of the defensive snaps but they're gonna find different multiple areas that they can contribute to this team and that is something that is extremely valuable um being able to move these guys around you know like they're gonna be doing with carl lawson this year you know he's He's supposed to be taking on more linebacker responsibilities, and some of that is so that he can blitz from different different areas of the defense, but it will be interesting to see what they do with him, but we got all these players that we got in the draft that can do the same thing, play different positions, move around the defense, throw off the offense, and make the, make the quarterback try and figure out what they're doing. We know that 
new defensive coordinator Terrell Austin is looking to bring an aggressiveness to this defense. And we know that they wanted to bring in some ball hawks and some guys that can take down the quarterback. You know, the the Cincinnati defense was ranked, I think it was second to last last year in takeaways with only 14 takeaways. That's something that has been all offseason in what they want to change. They want to bring some aggressiveness. They want to bring those takeaways, and they did that with this draft class. But I'm going to go over each draft pick and we'll we'll see what I like do not like or you know have you with each of these picks starting off with Billy Price if if you followed anything any of my stuff before the draft I was a big Frank Ragno guy um that is not to say that Billy Price is a big drop-off from Ragno I just think that I think Ragno would have been or could be a uh better center later on. I think Billy Price was probably the most ready center, you know, plug-and-play guy that they can put in the middle and go. Um, But I think that Billy Price will definitely be a a huge upgrade um, for the Bengals. You know, they have struggled at center for the last four years under Bodine. So I think that that is a huge upgrade. And the fact that you got left tackle Cordy Glenn in the trade, with that first round pick. So essentially with your first round pick, you got two of your biggest needs in this off season in Billy Price and Cordy Glenn at left tackle. So all around great, great deal. Like I said earlier, Price played three years at guard, so he'll be able to move over to guard if they need him to. Um, But I think that the, you know, consensus that they didn't pick enough offensive linemen um, I was definitely expecting for more offensive linemen in this draft. But at the same time, when I step back and look at it, you got Mike McGlinchey gone at nine. You got, um, uh, what was it? Colton Miller taken at 15. So the tackles are pretty much gone at that point. Um, I was not very high on really any of the tackles past McGlinchey. Um, there, you know, we saw the run on offensive linemen on the interior go like the second second round started so I think the Bengals did not want to reach and grab a guy that's not going to be able to contribute right away that was what they wanted to do with this draft get guys that will contribute right away now some of you might argue that you know some of those second third round guys that were still there when the Bengals decided to you know make their selection some of you might argue that they are better than what we have I would disagree uh, I, I told you I wasn't very high on the tackle class, and even some of the interior guys. When once you get past that top tier, I was not sold that they would be day one starters. Um, I think a lot of people forget that Bobby Hart came in from the Giants at right tackle. He's going to be you know fighting with Jake Fisher and Abuehi. I think that um, honestly, I think Hart has the probably best chance at starting over there unless they just want to keep developing Jake Fisher, which I think could still develop. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that, you know, Frank Pollock came over from the Dallas Cowboys offensive line coach position. And I think that he can get these guys some development. He can play these guys to their strengths, play them the right way, which is something that the Bengals have not been doing with their offensive linemen. So I think that, uh, Bobby Hart and Jake Fisher is a good um, 
competition to be having in training camp and preseason. And then you have Westerman and Redman uh, at right guard. I think that both of them showed potential at the end of the year last year. And I think, you know, all these young guys that have not really had the chance to prove themselves are going to get that shot this year. And I don't think you can improve the entire offensive line in one offseason. So the fact that they were able to take care of that center position and that left tackle position with guys that we know are sure upgrades, I think they did a great job. And I am okay with how they decided to go defensively in the second day of the draft. Um, So second round, they take Wake Forest safety Jesse Bates after trading down with the Kansas City Chiefs. This was very surprising to me. Um, I was definitely a lot more high on Justin Reed, who, if I remember, I didn't even go till the third round. Um, so that was very surprising. You still had Ronnie Harrison, which a lot of people are kind of taking a step back from Alabama players. Um, you know, they still had a lot of guys go, but you saw a lot of guys fall at the same time. Um, so... That could be something to keep an eye on as the years go on. You know, you got great coaching at Alabama. You take them, put them in a uh, new organization where the coaching isn't as high, and they could fall off. Uh, Or, you know, the scheme doesn't fit. But Wake Forest, I I did an article right before day two started on Stripe Pipe, and I talked about the remaining safeties that were still there for the second round because I was dead certain they were going to take a safety in the second round of the draft. And Jesse Bates was that guy that I put, like, right on the edge between first-tier and second-tier safeties. Um, The fact that he had only played for two seasons as a starter at Wake Forest was something that concerned me a little bit. But, you know, I've I've talked to one of our contributors, one of our other writers, um, Jack Lane, did a great film review on Jesse Bates, and he absolutely loves the pick. And... Make sure to go and check those links for those film reviews in this podcast uh, description. But, you know, we knew the Bengals wanted to bring in a safety, a versatile safety, a ball hawk safety this offseason. You know, them trying to bring in Kurt Coleman before he signed with the Saints. Before, uh, you know, they brought in Eric Reed, and we had that whole mess of a deal with the anthem and the outlash about that we can forget about that now because now we got jesse bates who will allow uh williams and iloka to be able to move around that defense and be able to help the linebackers in coverage which is another upgrade something that we have you know seen the bengals struggle with is linebackers in coverage. So if you can put one of those safeties down in the box and allow them to play that kind of slot corner role, great. Take on those tight ends, great. If you want to blitz them, do it. You can move all of these guys around the defense, especially with Bates playing up top. I think he is great up top, uh, especially in single high. I think he's got the speed to be sideline to sideline. He loves to go up for the ball. He's great awareness, reads the offense extremely quickly, and he can. Wa- he's really good at watching the quarterback, and right as he's about to throw, he starts getting over to where that ball is going to and make a play. So quick to react, can play slot corner down in the, block, down the box if he needs to. Um, one thing I think he needs to improve on is his angles of attack, taking the... The right angle to get to, you know, make sure you're not getting behind 
the offensive player that's running with the ball. So that's one thing I think he needs to work on, but easily a plug-and-play guy that can come in in week one and be a huge upgrade. Not even really upgrade, because we haven't seen a three-safety set really in the Cincinnati defense. So I know they're wanting to bring that in in 2018. You know, we've seen some of these teams like the the Eagles, the Patriots, the Chiefs, who are running a lot of three-safety sets. And it's, you know, with this pass-happy league, it's working really well. So I think the Bengals did a great job at um, being able to bring in a safety who could allow them to run those sets. Third round, you know, the first pick was Sam Hubbard, defensive end out of Ohio State. Great pick. A guy that was, you know, projected to be in the first or second round. He has great IQ, understands the entire defense, like I said earlier. Has played safety, linebacker, defensive end, defensive tackle. Shoot, he played lacrosse. You know, he understands all the positions, and I think that's extremely valuable uh, on the defensive line. Uh, a great run stopper, great, you know, great guy to get after the passer, one gap penetrator, a defensive tackle in college. Um, he actually did really good at defensive tackle and was able to, you know, plug up the middle a lot in, when he was asked to play that position in college. So having a guy that can, you know, push outside or push inside, move him around the defensive line, I think that's a fantastic move by the Bengals. He'll kind of probably take over the Chris Smith rotation spot his first year, uh, but he's also in insurance if they cannot uh, bring back Carlos Dunlap following the 2018 season. So great pick overall. I think that he is going to be a guy that, uh, you know, you, you see his name being called out a lot in the first season, and I really think that he's going to be a big contributor, uh, especially with Carl Lawson moving to more linebacker duties. I think that um, we could easily see Hubbard and Jordan Willis taking a lot of rotation. I think Willis is going to be another guy that gets a lot more um, snaps this year. Uh, his rookie season, of course, under the Marvin Lewis regime, not wanting to play the rookies, which is something that's going to have to change if they're going to continue this aggressiveness uh, into the season is playing those rookies with more uh, have, having them fill more roles instead of you know just developing their first year uh, you also got in the third round Texas linebacker Malik Jackson who is extraordinary speed and athleticism uh, reacts quickly but he lacks the instincts he there's a lot of times that when you're watching the the film you'll see him take the wrong gap or uh take the same gap as another player or just look kind of lost on the field he's not a guy that um can read offenses very well so that's something that will need developing but he is good in coverage he's got great speed uh at 240 pounds he ran like a 4.5 40 yard dash at the combine so um, in the tape, you can see him covering some slot receivers. So he can take on some of those tight ends, some of those slot guys. Uh, I think that he will be that guy that they've been looking for. I think he's going to be more of an outside linebacker. But he could be help while Vontez Perfect is still facing his suspension. So that's something to keep an eye on. And then he'll compete with Vigil, with Ray, stuff like that. So I think that, you know... I know, I know a lot of you thought that when I did the film review on Jefferson that I, I was just completely down on him. And maybe that was just 
being up extremely late doing these film reviews uh, right after the second round, you know, I was up very late all weekend trying to get this stuff out to you guys and get a good look at these players. So I was not at all saying that I did not like the pick. I, I, I love Jefferson. I, I think that he will be a big impact on this defense going forward if they can instill some of those instincts and, um, you know, watching the film and, you know, being able to read plays and um, see the offensive line, what they're doing, you know, when a guard's pulling, not just get blindsided and pushed immediately out of the play. Uh, fourth round pick, Miami running back Mark Walton. Uh, this was interesting to me. Um, I know that they've talked about him being extremely high on their board. And, you know, we talked earlier about MVP of special teams, good gunner. He's going to be an impact player on special teams right away. So, that, you know, I know that special teams is not like the biggest, the sexy, you know, kind of pick. And that's not something you'd want to get in the fourth round is just that. But I think he will be able to contribute if used properly in his rookie season. That is something that is, I cannot express my frustration enough with Bengals and their running backs. They do not use them properly. I'm hoping that Bill Lazor, with his playbook that he has built this offseason, I am hoping that they start utilizing their running backs properly because Mixon running behind a fullback up the middle is not his expertise. Um, you know, you... you you also didn't see a whole lot of running from them last year. They ranked like 29th in run plays. So we need to see this run game get going. And some of that had to do with the offensive line, but some of that had to do with Bill Lazor's play calling and that very conservative playbook last year. So we need to see something aggressive. We need to see these running backs used to their strengths. So this also could be a guy that if they can't bring back Bernard later on, this could be insurance for that. Or if Mixon or Bernard get hurt during the season, I feel like Walton could step in and take the role, you know, like a second back role and not see a huge decline. So that's something that um, is good. But if they can use them properly, like I said, I know that um, Pro Football Focus says that he kind of reminds them of Deion Lewis. So that, I mean, that's definitely something that, you know, he's a guy that can make plays out in space. And I think that could be a really good running back. I don't see him ever being a starting role or being a bell cow, but I think that he could be a good player if they use him properly. I cannot express that enough. So let's move on to the fifth round. We got three fifth round picks. Let's start off with Illinois State cornerback Devontae Harris. This one. I'm not as high on Devontae Harris as some people are. Um, I know that he's very versatile and he's got the measurables of a safety. So we could see him in either safety or corner or a mixture of both. That That's something that, um, you know, we, we should keep an eye on going into the preseason. Where are they lining him up at? Uh, he played outside corner in college. Uh, he had 27 passes defended in his final two seasons, so we know he gets up there and gets after the ball. But it was an interesting pick when a lot of people wanted the team to select Oregon guard Tyrell Crosby, who was still there when they selected Harris. So once again, I don't think those those guards were going to compete really much at all with what the Bengals already had, and it shows that they didn't either. 
they like what they have in house at those positions, and they think that they need some some good development going on in there. But you know, Harris will be you know probably be another special teams guy. But I don't see, I don't know I honestly you know I, I'm gonna kind of skip around the fifth round because I know that Darius Phillips from Western Michigan was the other cornerback, and he was after Andrew Brown. We'll, we'll come back to Andrew Brown, but I like Phillips a lot better than I did Harris. Um, honestly, I think that was one of the best picks on day three between him and Andrew Brown. But I think former receiver turning cornerback, you know, he's got touchdowns, like I said earlier, at wide receiver, at cornerback, on special teams. You know, he's got five touchdowns. Uh, off interceptions he's got some off force fumbles you know he had 12 interceptions in his career so we know this guy's a ball hawk we know this guy loves to get up after the ball and i think that in the return game is where he's really gonna show um his contribution his rookie season uh in college he returned 130 kicks for 3193 yards and five touchdowns he returned 32 punts for 327 yards and one touchdown. This guy is going to be on the field his rookie season. I can almost guarantee it, and I think he absolutely should. And this is also one of those picks that could be replacing Denard after this season because, you know, Denard is on his fifth-year option. And with the team already paying Kirkpatrick big money and the Bengals are not the kind of team that drop players that they still owe money to, and honestly, I'm, you know, I'm really hoping Kirkpatrick has a better year this year coming, coming in healthy to the offseason. So we'll see how that pans out. But if, if the Bengals are not willing to pay Denard big money if he has another breakout year, this could be who they are looking to to replace him. So keep an eye on where he lines up. If, will, he be, will he make that fourth cornerback role? We'll see. But I really like Phillips. I think that he is going to be a solid pick for the Bengals. So... The middle pick in the fifth round, defensive tackle Andrew Brown out of Virginia. I really like this guy. Um, I think that he reminds me a lot of Geno Atkins in some of that athleticism. Uh, I think he's got a lot of speed in the middle, and he'll be able to take advantage of those those interior guards in that one and three gap system. Um, many analysts were talking about him being a steal in the fifth, so this is another guy that could have gone in the third or fourth round by a lot of analysts and they got him in the middle of the fifth. So that's absolutely fantastic. Um, I think he'll play full time in the middle in the NFL. I know he played both end and tackle in college, but I think he's going to be um, a primary nose in the NFL. Um, something that's really interesting to me is with how much he reminds me of Geno Atkins I don't think he's going to be lined up next to Atkins as often. I think he's going to be more that backup for Atkins so that when Atkins needs to come off the field, you're not seeing that huge drop-off. And you have a player that plays you know, very similar to him, and you can keep Glasgow, Billings, and Baker right next door. I do want to see some improvement from those guys. I was kind of hoping to see a guy that you can plug in next to Atkins because I'm not sold on these guys. Um, but maybe in this new defensive scheme, we'll see something different. Um, I still don't even know how they're going to be lining up in the base packages. You know, it's been a 4-3 system, but with Terrell Austin and all these 
changes. I've, I've heard a lot of stuff about some possible 3-4 packages. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Terrell Austin uses some of these players, especially from this draft class, and utilizes them. How are they going to be used in his defense? Um, you know, some of these guys can play in a 3-4 system. That would be great for Lawson if he's going to be playing more outside linebacker roles uh, to be able to line up on the outside, kind of like a Justin Houston or Von Miller kind of thing like that, rushing from the edge, but drop into coverage every once in a while. So that's going to be something that I really want to see if they're going to use some 3-4 packages. But Andrew Brown, great steal for them. Moving on to the seventh round, I was not very high on any of these guys. I think that honestly... All three of them are probably just practice squad or complete toss. You know, I, I, I just don't see any of these guys making the roster. You got Toledo quarterback Logan Woodside, who's not very tall, doesn't have a very big arm. Uh, he had great numbers, 10, 000, over 10,000 yards and had 93 touchdowns at Toledo. Um, I think the competition level really helped him out because when watching him, he's not extremely accurate, even though he's got a good completion percentage. Um, I do think he's better than JT Barrett or, you know, what have you that were still left there. I don't think this is a guy that is going to really do more than a third, third quarterback on your roster. Maybe, maybe they're, they're getting tired, you know, of Jeff Driscoll getting hurt just putting his jammies on but I don't know I, I I was hoping to be a little more confident about someone competing with Matt Barkley because I want to see somebody in that second quarterback spot not necessarily to you know try and take Dalton's spot but to be that AJ McCarron and be that solid backup guy that could come in and it's not just going to be a complete disaster uh, next you got Ole Miss guard Rod Taylor, who everything I've read, heard about this guy is lazy. Uh, it looks like he doesn't care, um, is all that I hear. Um, definitely a practice squad player. He's not going to compete with any of the guys that we have on our team. It sounds like he basically had great athleticism, was one of the top prospects coming out of high school, and then tried to rely on that athleticism and not improve through college thinking that was going to get him all the way through and it didn't so not sold on him then last but not least Auden Tate Florida State wide receiver tall tall guy that you could be a red zone target maybe pretty slow um I'm not even sure if this guy will make it to the practice squad but uh, like I said honestly I think these seventh round picks and all day three picks are really Pretty much guys that you're looking for developmental projects, um, practice squad guys, guys could contribute on special teams, um, guys that you could turn into something. You like their athleticism and you can turn it into what you want in your defense, offense, wherever you want them. I think they should have used some of these picks to move up. And, you know, we can make the argument that, well, maybe nobody was willing to, to trade, but I think they could have found something in the draft. You know, with all the trades that you have every year, I think that they could have moved up for something. Maybe they didn't see some of the guys that I liked on my big board. Um, but I was definitely not pleased with the seventh round picks. I don't think any of them 
really show me any promise. But that's all I got for you guys on our um, our draft picks. Um, like I said, make sure you go and find those film reviews on those first four picks. I'm going to link them in this description so you can easily find them. You know, it's been a few days, a lot of articles coming out, so they're pretty buried down there. But make sure you go find those and, and let me know what you think, you know, Jack and I really put in a lot of a lot of work doing those film reviews for you guys so you could see what you're getting out of these players. And Jack's actually got a great article coming out uh, today um, about the how these players are going to fit into Terrell Austin's defense and what it shows you about the defense and how they are going to be, you know, running different packages this this season. So I think overall, great class. I think it's an A minus you know, at the worst, I know, uh, they gave a B plus, I think by Bleacher Report or something like that. I think it, it was an A minus. I think the only thing that they could have done better is, like I said, move up a little earlier for some of these picks, but they, even in the one trade that they did in the second round, moving back, they still got their guy and you got three to five possible starters in this class. Uh, I think Jefferson's definitely going to play, a a role as a rotational guy especially while perfect's out and we'll see you know him rotating in there to cover uh bates is definitely definite starter in three safety sets you got sam hubbard who's going to be a guy that can get on the defensive line quite a bit inside and out uh price is absolutely a plug and play guy so and then you got some special teams guys that are you know i think that either phillips or um Walton could be return guys, which is something that they absolutely need. So great draft class. Uh, make sure, like I said, when this podcast hits iTunes, Stitcher, all of those networks, wherever you get the podcast, make sure to hit the su- subscribe button. Hit me up on, on Twitter. You can you can find the website's page at Stripe Hype. You can find me at Stefan NFL. Go go and talk to go and talk. Start those conversations on these articles. Um, I know a lot of people, especially on Facebook and Twitter, uh, like to give their input on some of these articles. Get in there. We love to talk with you guys. And we got, we got some more mailbags coming up, especially after the draft. So make sure you get those questions in this week so that you can get, you know, your Thursday weekly mailbag, uh, questions in and get those answered. If there's a lot of questions and we can't fit them all in we'll take some of them and make them into full articles so we want to get you guys involved with what we're doing and we want to get you guys you know fully invested in stripe hype so make sure to hit the subscribe button make sure to go over to the website check out all the good content over there and if you feel like you could write for stripe hype if you if you love the Bengals and want to get your opinion out there and want to write for Stripe Hype, make sure to drop in an application. Go over to the, to the Twitter page, and that pinned tweet is your way of you know putting in an application to write for us. We are looking for more writers. So make sure to drop that in, and I will talk to you guys next time, and hopefully we'll have one of our writers on to talk about these draft prospects a little bit more. So have a good one, Bengals fans, and we will talk to you next time.